Hello, welcome to Cocktails Hello. with Heather. I am Mike. I'm and still Heather. Calypso Ferguson is not with us today. Damn it, Calypso. And uh, the goddess of the seas. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, today we are going to be talking about custody battles. So what we decided on this is um, in our in our last podcast we we kind of had a quip there towards the end where we started talking about um, how much smarter and wise I am than the rest of you and pretty much anyone in general that you can think of. And we were comparing it to um, the show, which our family adores immensely, which is Adam um, ruins everything. Right. Um, Not so much always for his political point of views, but just for the fact that he actually just craps on everything that people have ever held dear. And we enjoy it very, very much um, because he's kind of like the truth sayer for us. So, and um, I didn't even know you liked that show. I was like, uh, when, when you said it, I'm like, yes. Yeah, yeah I watch it. So if, apparently if, it does work, the whole mind thing. Yeah, if I am if I am folding laundry and drinking, that's what I'm watching in my room because uh, my my children will watch it with me, but nobody else will. Right. So like my husband doesn't watch it, stepkids don't watch it, but my two children will watch and enjoy Adam Ruins Everything. It's a fucking great show. It's it's the family trait, I guess. Right. So um, what, what are we calling it? It's like Heather, Heather fucks everything up or Heather fucks up. Yeah, I, I already forgot what we t- what we called it, and I'm gonna have to listen back to it. Heather knows talk. best. I yeah, know. Heather knows it, best. I'm that's it. Heather knows best, or something like that. Um, and it kind of alluded to the fact that you know it's kind of like the jack of all trades, master of none. Right. Um, I think that's kind of where uh, the two of us fall into of a category. Although right. I do master a few trades enough to do what I do best, but still, um, and that goes beyond blowjobs. So or napping. Oh for God, me. I'm so good at napping. I'm I'm the champion sleeper. I am a master. I told that to Bubba nap. one day. He's like, "What? What's wrong? How come your bed's all fucked up?" I was like, "I'm a champion sleeper. I'm a champion. I'm a champion at this." And I I have I have even put the cherry on top with the snoring as well. So as we started getting into this, there was a few subjects that we decided that um, we're going to uh, dig in a little bit more. And one of the things that's come up recently. Um, with us that Michael and I decided we should talk about was um, custody battles. Right. So this is going outside of our dating sex, but it does kind of hit into relationship portion of the program. And this mm-hmm. is where we're going to take cocktails with Heather. You're still, I'm still drinking. This is still a glass right here. Um, I'm still drinking. It's still cocktails with Heather, but we're going to branch out a little bit and um, we're going to have, now we've decided occasional uh, segments of where I just really shit on everything you hold dear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have both been divorced. Joe has been as well, and everyone knows that, that listens. But the one thing that I do not understand, nor will I ever understand, is custody battles. Custody. I will, I will preface that by saying, I was married, we had a dog, and I wanted the dog, but I couldn't have the dog. That was our custody battle. And finally, she's like, it's my dog. I want the dog. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, okay, well, then I don't have to feed it. I don't have to walk it. I don't have to find a home that uh, that accommodates it. Yeah. You know, not that I didn't have a home that accommodates it, but again, yeah. I, and you had dog visitation. Yeah, I have. I still do. Yeah. And um, I haven't seen the dog in a while, but that's that's not because I don't want to see the dog. It's because some circumstances have changed with the ex in terms of her 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 personal life. Right. Um, so she doesn't need to have somebody assist with the dog as much. Yeah, yeah. So and, and that's not a big deal. I mean I can see the dog anytime I just text her and say, Bring the fucking dog. And right. she'd be like, Okay. So um 
that's my that's the extent of my knowledge of custody battles, which is when you're dividing things up in your life, and they say, "What else do you have? Do you have kids?" And you say, "I have a dog," and they're like, "Okay," and I like she can have the dog because it's her fucking dog. It's her fucking dog. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue that. But what I don't understand is how in depth it is to deal with a custody battle when you put kids in the middle of things, not necessarily that you did, but when you put kids in the middle of the situation and how detrimental that is uh, for the kids mentally, physically, um, especially one that's still being programmed, as it were, Mm -hmm. uh, because she's under the age of seven. Right. So um, when you had your first son... Mm -hmm. What did you go through with your... Did you have a custody battle? We didn't... We did not have a custody battle at first. And I, I know that we've discussed this for uh, new listeners. I'm still going to repeat it for old listeners. I'm sorry you have to hear this shit again like you gave a fuck the first time probably. <laughs> but um, when uh, I had my first son um, and his father and I split, I mean, it was not necessarily the most amicable of situations. Um, and his father retained a lot of anger for a long time. Um, on it, but we still were able to co-parent. Okay, I mean, we we did pretty good comparatively to a lot of other people. Right. Um, we didn't actually have to engage in any kind of battle until further down the road. Um, I want to say my son was probably like four, five, right. maybe five, um, when it got a little weird, and it had to do with some external factors in his life. It wasn't just him himself, and it I was remember. becoming apparent that the the household situation wasn't the best for my eldest's mental health. Right. It was it was very visible. Other family members were concerned. Um, it was a problem. So when I brought that up, and of course it was met with resistance and um, you know, a lot of defensiveness. And so I had to take it to the next level and actually take it to court, um, which I did. I ended up getting additional custody of him, but more so just to make his scenario very stable. Right. And allow his dad to finish what he needed to go through there. Right. And he did and uh, split with the other person and you know. And it didn't it didn't take long after No. I mean, cuz he he real I guess and I don't know who, but I think it was mostly on like his parents end that they finally said, "Look, this person, you need to see what this person is doing." I, I Wasn't there like a situation there where was, she was... There was a few. I mean, I'd heard from his work. I heard from his family. I heard from all kinds of stuff. But I, I think there was just finally a situation where he just had to face it and he had to... They broke up. And he was still messed up for a while. But I want to say it was a period of probably like two and a half, three years where I retained additional custody over 50-50 of my older son. Yeah. And it, that just proved to be the better option all the way around. Now, here's here's the kicker with that. If he was looking at what was best for the kid and standing back and looking at the big picture, right? I think he would have seen that, but he didn't do that. And a lot of people, you aren't capable of doing that. It, it's almost like the hindsight's twenty twenty type thing. You can't. It's very difficult to pull yourself out of your own situation and look at the bigger picture with stuff. Right. Um, I've been in relationships where um, other people have been concerned about my relationship and the effect it had on my kid, um, or what have you. And the difference was is can I pull myself out of this, look at the bigger picture and see where we're at? And if it was a, a no thank you, then it was a no thank you. If it was, um, this is working here, here and here, but not here, you know, I'm, I'm making those adjustments. Um, that just wasn't the case with him. So that was a really tense time. We were in court. We did battle. He did have an attorney. 
um, things weren't super nice. But we did still were able to text or leave voicemails or correspond on the phone <clears throat> mostly decently. There were, I mean, and if I ever had to take him to task on anything, <clears throat> excuse me, I mean, he usually I'd confront him. He would just hang up on me. Right. But <laughs> he doesn't like confrontation. I'll just call so you right just, back. He would just hang up on me and I'd be like, okay, we're done with that conversation. I would wait a day and then talk to him about it again. So you can take a different, route. I would take a different approach with it yeah. and, and see if maybe he'd gotten over himself, which often he does. That's just his MO. Yeah. So, I mean, currently, I mean, our son's a teenager, but I mean, so we're, we're getting pretty good at this. We've done a good, we got a good 14 plus years under our belt of Experience. doing this going to co-parenting thing. Right. We're at the we're at the end of the race here. Like we can see the finish line now. So we're we're pretty copacetic copacetic when it comes to that. Right. But it, it was fairly intense and that was a, a difficult thing for me to try and balance out what's appropriate as how much does he need his father in his life compared to how detrimental is being with his father. Right. And that was the balance. Yeah. And and the father, I mean <laughs> when we're talking, the reason why we're not using any names is because, well... Shit gets tricky. Yeah, I mean, there's no point in... I'm not going to name names unless they are okay with it. <laughs> um, but wasn't there wasn't there a point where the person that he was dating, like, somebody had said something to him along the lines of, she's doing, she's doing something. Yeah, his brother. Yeah, oh. His, bro- yeah, his, his own brother had <laughs> she said She is doing something. something. Yeah, well, his well, his own brother had mentioned to him that um, like she's you know, stealing or something. It wasn't like that. good, or yeah, although I don't know if it was stealing or was something, but she did have outstanding warrants in another county, and I think that's why she didn't have a driver's license. Yeah, but he had California. like he had witnessed something going on as well, didn't he? I don't remember anything like that necessarily, but it, it, there was some, I don't know if she was necessarily stealing, but I think they were all concerned that she was maybe on drugs, yeah, of some sort, maybe taking uh, pills that may have or been something it like right that. There. Um, I don't know if anybody actually witnessed it. So that's all hearsay. It's all hearsay. But she right, was right. she did act a little weird. Um it could just been her. Could just been her. Yeah, I, I mean I, I just I remember conversations in terms of like you need to keep you need to keep your fucking eyes open because there's something weird going on. Right. And I think that he was warned many times about that. Yeah. And I think now looking back, even though he doesn't like talking about it, he realizes he was retarded. Yeah. And it, it happens. We all get that way. We all have, and I know we've discussed it before, we all have that one person that absolutely triggers us to be the worst person that we could possibly be. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that was just that person for him. Yeah. And and he's moved beyond that. And Yeah. He's good now. He's solid. He's got a good chick now. She makes Mickey Mouse pancakes. I don't even make Mickey Mouse pancakes. She See? sews crap. She's She's she, a homemaker. She does all that real good. She does that stuff. Um, <laughs> she tolerates my kid, um, even though he's a teenager. So that's cool, too. Yeah. I mean, I can't. Well, I mean, the she rest has of the to. Stuff, the rest of the stuff, I don't really care about. I mean, the rest of the stuff that everybody else like would be concerned about, like they tell me concerns or whatever, and I just kind of struggle. I'm like, well, you know, that's not my problem. That's his problem. So Yeah, she, she has to tolerate the kid because he's part of the package. Or she can fucking get out, but she makes Mickey Mouse pancakes. So right, I mean, I think go. honestly that's probably why Jay sticks around. They let him go to his room and uh, he uh, do what he needs to he do. He eats Mickey Mouse pancakes. Yeah, he's good to go. Yeah, he's a teenage boy. He doesn't need much more than that. Yeah, food and masturbation. Food, and masturbation, and um, internet service. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I I didn't want to say this in front of Anna, but it was really funny. I think our bird masturbates more than a twelve-year-old boy. That bird is. 
and I know it's a Could side be why that she uh, lays so many eggs. Yes, that bird every fucking morning, it is just, you hear her make a whistle sound, and it's a specific whistle sound, and then you know she's just, because what she does, she butts up against, literally butts up against the, the there's a uh, her perch. Mm-hmm. She has two, a two-level perch, and she butts up against one of the levels and just grinds the fuck out of it. <laughs> and I'm surprised there isn't sawdust on the on the she on the ground. She could be very much a very obsessed bird. She is. And that's why she keeps laying eggs. Yes. She's, she has nobody to fertilize. She's 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 a fucking grinder. She's a grinder. <laughs> All he can do is not just like hear a, her. Not like a tooth grinder like, either. Like, like a different kind of grinder. Yeah. So, I mean, so there was that battle. What about what about boy number 2? Was there ever a, a a problem? I didn't think there was going to. I don't think there no, is. No, and there I wasn't. know there isn't. And I will tell you, probably ninety percent to ninety five percent of that is because his dad actually watched me battle my oldest dad. Right. He and I were together during that whole mess, and he saw what happened, and he saw what a pain in the ass it was, and yeah. he saw what you know what that looks like, and I think that he went a hundred percent on. I don't want to deal with any of that fucking bullshit and have it not come out the way I want anyways. Right. So we, I mean, he just makes a blanket statement of like, you know, don't ever try to take my son from me. And of course, my response, as you well know, too, is why the hell would I ever do that? Yep. And not so much for the fact that I know that it's better for my kid is that I want a fucking break. Yeah. The best part about divorce, you will hear bitches cry all the time, but like, ah, I can't imagine having a divorce and not seeing my kid every day. I love my fucking kids. I want to see them every day. I'm cool not seeing them every day. You know what? You will learn to deal with it. And you know what? Actually, I think it actually makes me a less hovering parent because now I'm cool if like my kid wants to go to his friend's house, even on a weekend. That's my weekend. Or uh, thinking about him getting his license and not being at home. You know, that's all cool too. You know, Um, I think it's healthy. So it's healthy to be away from kids. So I I think I I never had that issue. So I never pulled like, I have to have a hundred percent custody. And it was never, I didn't try to pull that shit just because, and I know a lot of chicks do, is I didn't try to pull that crap for money because I didn't want their fucking money. I mean, I had to take money from my oldest dad when we first split. That was many years ago, obviously. Right. Um, but once I had the means where my salary balanced out what the what the child support was, yep. is I called him up and I told him he didn't have to pay me anymore and I canceled the, the order through the county. So, and I didn't have to take any from my youngest dad. So, right. Um, you know, we didn't have to fight about money. I wasn't trying to get 100% so I could bleed more money out of him. I wasn't trying to get 100% because I just had this weird, like, oh, I can't be without my baby every day. Um, I, I didn't have any of that bullshit. So he was like, you know, just don't try and take my kid from me. And I'm like, fuck no, dude, take him. So yeah, that's... I, <laughs> I love your son, but... Take him. Get him to fuck out. Yeah. I'm he's, done. He's super awesome. I have about a t- <laughs> Most people, they're like, he's so cool. And like 30 minutes later, they're like, I am done yeah. with this bullshit. So <laughs> it, it's... He's a handful. He's high intensity. So it's, I mean... He's he's high intensity until he has to do Halloween, <laughs> and then he's done. And then he and drags that's the his funny leg. Thing is that people are like, "Oh my god, he's so crazy!" And it's it's his mind that's nuts, which is it's actually in a funny way too. He's a, he's a creepy genius, but it's he's also very good at the chill. Yeah, which is great. That's he's, how you know he's not ADD. Is he's great at the chill. He's Chris Farley. Right, he's got it. He exudes it. He pumps out this massive <laughs> amount of energy in one giant boosh. 
and then he's ready to sit down and just watch some YouTube. Yep. Or watch TV. Yeah, Ghostbusters. He doesn't want anyone to talk to him. He doesn't want to talk to anybody else. And that's his zone. So that I can appreciate. Yeah. So so you no no problems with dad number two. No. Now you're remarried. I'm remarried. And yeah. and now I'm we not, deal with I different issues. I can't say dad number three, but right. I mean, well, yeah, but, but basically, technically, technically, so in a way, he's dealing with. And this. he's dealt with, from what I understand. Um, I haven't been party to a lot of this. So he has two children as well, uh-huh. um, two different moms. For those keeping score at home, that yeah. means we have four children together with four additional co-parents. Right. We co-parent with four individual people from our household. Um, this is so way too much to take in. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a big Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. I don't try to have them all together under yeah. one roof. I don't think my baby daddies would come either. I'd be like, we're all going to come together for one Thanksgiving. And both of them are just so antisocial. They'd be like, you know what? No, no, I'll just, I'd just rather eat Denny's Thanksgiving thing. Um, <laughs> I'm going out of town. I'm so. going out of town. But your, your you, car is in your driveway. I'm out of town. You, <laughs> you guys fight it out. Don't call me. So, <laughs> as you're standing in the window, <laughs> I'm out of town. <laughs> Brought turkey. Get the fuck away from my door. So <laughs> we have this. Nobody home. No, nobody's here. Hello? Uh, no, 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 he's not here. Yeah, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Heather's not here. Not here. Not here. No, Windex. Um, so he's got, he had, from what I understand, pretty significant custody battles with his son's mom, so his oldest mom. Right. And they did that for years, years, years. I mean, I think pretty much since the kid calved out of her, I think it's they've had custody battles. Um, they were never married, and um, he was either out of the country uh, serving or employed um, right. by the military. And then there was very minimal time they actually lived together. And it was so it was pretty short lived. And I think they pretty much custody battled um, from two different states. So <laughs> they, uh, which is great. I mean, I don't even know how you do that shit. And then battled it out even more once he moved back to California. So they just kept this going. And it's only been very recently that. Um, Something just clicked. I mean, it, it literally, like, one day, I'm reading the worst, most vile text messages from the baby mama. And two days later, she's fine. I, I don't know what happened, um, but I'm not going to question it. She's I'm just going to go with a hammer. I'm going to go with it. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm like, dope. Thank you for getting on board. Like, this is what we've been trying to do. And before. maybe maybe she, that's the problem is that she didn't know what was going on with Ryan and you. I mean, no, because she did this before. I mean, it was before I was ever around. Right. Um, and and that may have been part of it, too. Maybe. But, I mean, I think even when she was, even after she was cool with me, they still had mm. some battles. But it, it just progressively got better and better and better. And, right. um, and I'm so overly inclusive. I know I freak people out. But it's because that's what's worked for for me mm-hmm. and and my two baby daddy families right um you have to and it's just the way it is and you're going to be stuck with this person so you might as well just fucking deal with it so we've always tried to work that out and i've always been oh, i and in my oldest dad's opinion so completely overbearing with <sighs> new people coming in but it's it's like i'm just this is the way it is what's up i'm heather um I waltz in, I steal a Pepsi from the fridge and sit down and talk, make you talk to me while I wait for my kid. Right. That's what's going to happen. I'm not going to wait in the car. It's hot outside. 
coming in. <laughs> so, I don't want to wait in the car. Yeah, I don't There's nothing the on the radio. <laughs> it's boring out yeah, there. I don't want to listen to. I don't want to listen to fucking. Pee. I've been on the road for an hour. I'm oh. coming inside. I'm using your bathroom. Oh, I don't want to listen to shitty morning zoo. <laughs> no, I don't want to come inside. Let me in. It's cold outside. Bring them in. Warm them up. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, we. It's a wolf. I, it's yeah. overly so inclusive in it, and I think now she's finally just kind of with the program, and she's getting the whole co-parenting thing a little bit more. I mean, um, I, I think, and this leads us kind of into the other one, is I think what people don't understand about co-parenting is everybody has this idea of how they want their kid raised and what their kid's going to be exposed to and what their kid's going to do. Right. And I think the custody battles come from, obviously, a lot of um, resentment, a lot of rage, um, and a lot of control. Yep. It's, it's all these things. Um, that are issues. And I, as everyone knows, or pretty much you'd figure is a control freak. Like I want things a certain way. And I think I used to be a lot more when I was younger and I've just gotten old. Um, but it's, it is a control freak situation. I do have a lot of control issues, but I also get that there's a lot of things out of my control and I'm comfortable with those as long as my kid is safe. So as long as the kid's safe, I'm good. Kid's safe. I'm good. Right. Awesome. Don't even care. Kids safe. I know kids are resilient. They bounce back. They, you know, <laughs> they're going to get over it. They're going to adjust. They're going to be just fine. Right. Plus, they're in my stock, so they're going to survive. Like, it's going to be okay. So, I think that has a lot to do with it. So, I think a lot of people go into it as a co-parenting situation, and I think the fight stem from either they're trying to get back at the other person because they're still mad, um, they're trying to get money, or they're pissed that they can't fucking control the situation. Whatever happens in that other household, they can't control. Pisses them off that they can't control this weird environment they think their kid's going to grow up in. Like, they don't see nudie pictures from their friends. Like, they don't go to school and hear bad words or find out, you know, that Donald Trump maybe isn't that bad. Um, you know, it, it, all these things that happen to your kid and they're just so pissed about what goes on in the other house. Um and so I don't know if that was a piece of it or not for her, but I think a lot of it was old resentment, anger, whatever she was hanging on to, I think was she was just dragging it through. And unfortunately, again, the kid was in the center of this. Right. And during his formidable years, which has greatly um, affected him um, emotionally and in his maturity levels as he's gotten older. So, I mean, he's, he's suffered a lot of that. And it wasn't just on his mom's part either. I mean, I know his person from personal experience, his dad has that too. Right. And I think he drug a lot of that through it too. Do I think that he drug her through extra shit because he just didn't know? Yeah. I look back at some stuff and one of the famous ones that I loved is um, he said, uh, one of his complaints was, she's not letting me talk on the phone with him and it's my phone time. Like I have court ordered talking on the phone time or whatever the fuck they call it with my kid. I got FaceTime. X time to X time. I, and it was, I think, even before FaceTime, you know, it's so, it's, you know, from X time to X time, and, you know, he's not on the phone with me, and she's interrupting, and so I had to go back for some reason, I don't even remember why, and I had to unearth, I think they were going back to court again, or some mediation or something, and I had, to, uh, I had to cough up all this information for him, and I was doing it, you know, I don't know, motherfucking in my spare time, like, I got shitloads of it, right? digging through all this old emails and bullshit, finding information to, like, piece history together to make a timeline. And so I'm trying to do this and I come across an email and he's emailing her and he's bitching her out. And because it's my husband, you know, he can't just get mad at somebody. He's got to like unearth every like fucking foul word and, you know, put down that he can muster from the bottom of his gut right. to throw at them. Like that's going to make a difference. Um, 
And she responded with like, what do you want him to do? He's four. He can't sit on the phone. And I looked at that and I was like, fuck yeah, man. Like, I remember my boys. Like, you think they still won't fucking talk on the phone. <laughs> He's four like, years old. He wants to watch. Like, 15 yeah. like <laughs> he wants to watch spongebob leave him alone yeah, he can't even like he can't focus now yeah. fucking kid's got adhd like he's off the wall like he can't focus now i can imagine like, at four on like, the phone hi dad yeah hi yeah. dad how are hi. you i had a great day today in preschool i did this i ate fishy crackers how was your day dad and ooh, spongebob's on right and if you think that though at the time i mean my husband was in his mid-20s right and never been exposed to a kid he probably had zero and he wasn't living with him so he had zero idea what he was capable of so he was basically throwing this burden on his baby mama he wants on the phone with me and she's like he's four he's not gonna have a conversation on the phone he's not gonna stay on the phone for 30 minutes like i don't know what you want me to do here like, right what do you want me to do and that court order 30 minute phone thing is fucking stupid for a 14 year old anyways i mean I mean, I, can't, I don't what, want to stay on the phone with somebody for 30 minutes. What adult would think that that's a good fucking idea? None. Not, nobody it, wants to talk to the you state. all the time. The state. The, the state, state thinks it's a good idea. Right. The state who's like, I have to have contact with my kid. And be like, well, you can have phone conversations. There are legitimate reasons. There are a lot of people that keep that person from talking to their kids. So they don't answer the phone. Right. They don't let them talk. They interrupt the conversation. I mean, all those things do happen 100%. But from what I can tell... She was just living her life and trying to get a four-year-old to talk on the phone. Right. And he was being ridiculous. So uh, I think another part of the difference is also there's me in the background. When he says something, I go, what the fuck do you expect? <laughs> because I'm so great <laughs> at being tactful. Yes. You know, um, when it comes to stuff like that. And it just so brutally honest and reality-based that it's like, let's really look at this. And what are you fucking extinct from this? Yeah. And no, you can't have XX. You have to compromise you know, what is reasonable? What's reasonable for the kid? What's reasonable for this? And I think all those invented the perfect storm while she became cool to deal with. So I'm going to ride this till the fucking wheels fall off. <laughs> until she, like, meets another dude that fucking hates us and all of a sudden she hates us or something. Like, I don't know. And I doubt that that will happen. Who fucking I knows? Mean, she Man, won't... people are weird. Well, yeah, true, but she's... I've seen some shit. <laughs> she... She's already she's already been through this with you guys, you know, the the love hate thing. And then now she's she's okay with you guys and that's a bridge you don't want to burn, especially like I can I could say this cuz I can I'm looking on, you know, the outside in. That's a bridge you don't want to burn because you have the kid, right? Yeah. And if she burns that bridge because of because of, you know, some douchebag that she's dating, She's going to be forever pissed at that guy for fucking up everything that she's worked so hard to. You would think. But again, I have seen some shit. She could meet the one person that makes her fucking crazy and we could have to deal with it. Although I will say, I think that her and and my husband, when they were together, were those people for each other. Right. I think they actually just brought out the literal worst in each other. Yeah. And just spun each other out like that's they were that for each other. Like, that's what that was. Yeah. She found hers. She found hers already. Then she walked away. Learned learned a valuable lesson. Yes. And and that's what I'm saying is that. And now I have to wash his underwear. (laughs) Thanks a fucking lot. (laughs) Thanks a ton. Thanks a ton. But like like I'm saying is that you know if there's anybody else that comes into that picture and is is like like him, mm-hmm. she's going to fucking knock him out. She's he's out. Hopefully, because she won't put up with that shit because she's already dealt with it. And again, that that whole relationship that she's built with you and tried to repair with him, 
and the sun, you know, to get things to where they are just fucking right. Right. You know, which is, you know, the baseline. It's like copacetic type of thing. Um, she's not going to put up with anybody doing that because she sees the good. She sees that this is fucking easy. I don't have to fight anymore. You know, maybe onesie twosie type thing. Yeah, shit's but, taken care of. I can actually have a conversation. Right. I can go to their house without having to fear to go to their house and Yeah, and no, get like them. she just like she finally caught the hint. It took a couple years, but like I used to invite her over for stuff or invite her in and she'd always be like, No, and then now like I was doing dishes one day and all of a sudden I hear the door and it's my stepson and his mom's right behind him. And I'm just like, What's up? You know, house yeah, is shit hole or whatever. Go away. She comes in and <laughs> throws some shit on the counter and starts talking to me about whatever was going on that day and what he needed the kid needed to do the next day or whatever. And I mean, can I use your bathroom? I'm like, yeah, well it's dirty, you know, go use mine. So I send her to the master bathroom because nobody wants to go into the dirty poo bathroom. Right. Nobody wants to go into the into the public toilet. And that's essentially what my hall bathroom is, is the public toilet. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it, it is like the, um, the rest stop, Yeah, if you will. And it doesn't matter how many times I clean it. If I walk away and come back, there's piss on the seat. As long as there's no needles. As long as it's not Walmart not that, bathroom. Not that I've found. No, Ryan usually disposes of all of his needles yes, that's good. in the kitchen trash can. Oh, that's good. Where it's perfectly acceptable. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And those are actually just from test IVs. Those actually aren't from intravenous yeah, drug he needs, use. He, he should be getting a needle. Needle. Kit. Needle. What do they call it? The needle disposal thing. Yeah. And and while we're doing this, by the way, I'm also occasionally checking election results in case you're wondering what I'm doing. Uh, I know this is not going to air for a couple of weeks, but just so you guys know, we're recording this on election day and I'm following that. So I'm not. I know you're not. That's a whole different (laughs) podcast. (laughs) It's a whole nother Michael and Heather shit on it. I I follow it again. I in my business and what I do and some of the things that I follow actually have to deal with more local measures where your vote actually does count. I'm not t- I'm not trying to say that your vote actually counts on stuff that's been bought and paid for for years. What I'm saying is is that locally I want to know whether or not school bonds pass, tax measures pass, and mostly I want to make sure that we're making strides towards abolishing daylight savings time. Yeah, I want to know if that one passes. That's the one I'm looking for. I I do know that the GOP has kept the Senate majority, and Democrats take the House control in divided Mm -hmm. midterm. So So we're just going to fight again for another few years. Yeah. uh, Okay, cool. Dianne Feinstein won, and she should be in jail. Great. Uh, Gavin Newsom is the next governor. Fuck me. Well, we knew that was going to happen. So, so I just don't even like that guy. And it's not even a Democrat or a Republican thing. The guy just looks really weaselly. Like, he looks very weaselly. And one of my bosses actually said he he looks like an arrogant, entitled ass. And that's the way he talks and his mannerisms. And I think that's why I don't like him. Yeah, this is the guy that... He could want to give me a million dollars and a pony. And I'd be like, I still want to punch you in your face hole. Well, here's the thing. Gavin Newsom was a mayor of San Francisco. Where is San Francisco now? It's really bad. Yeah. It's now, bad. It's bad. I now, was just down there. It smells. Everything smells. I, I was, yeah, I was down there, what, I, I was down there uh, over the summer. I was and, just down there like a few weeks ago. Yeah. So it fucking smells. And if you go down to Market Street, it is nothing but people, homeless people mm-hmm. camped outside yes. next to the needle truck. Oh, the, I the, didn't know there was a needle truck. Yeah, there's a needle. There's a there's Fuck, a health. I missed out. A health and needle truck. They actually have a truck there for people that want to take showers and stuff like that, and that's fine. I'm I'm good with that. You know, whatever they're going to do to help people clean needles, fine. I'm good with that. It's not a big deal. My problem is is that they are letting people shit and piss on the streets, and they're they're not doing anything to help these people. 
The, the, giving them a shower truck, you know, giving them fucking free needles, that's not helping them. Putting them into a shelter and and helping the ones that want to get a job and giving them at least some place to sleep and maybe some fucking food, that's helping them. Or, you know, and here's the thing is that um, people who live on the streets, and, and I've seen many of them, we have a few of them locally and some of our other small towns around here, um, they can actually be homeless and not shit in front of me. Right. Whereas in San Francisco, I've been shit in front of more than I care to recount. Yeah. Um, and just happen upon them. Or somebody just drops you out right there and just starts shitting on the street um, while I'm waiting for a light to change. So, and as often as I actually go into San Francisco, it's amazing that I've been shit in front of that often. So I'm wondering, like, if I actually lived there and worked there and, like, did what they all do and, like, walked, power walked my eight blocks fucking uphill and through whatever in the rain to get to my job, how right. many people would I see shit on an average week? How many did you see the first time? Two. 80,000. <laughs> you didn't even do any math. You're just like 80,000. Just 80,000 fucking shits. That's what you're going to see. Yes. Um, and that's, I think, what I, I take away from it is like it, you can be a homeless person and not shit in the streets. So what's stopping people from shitting in the streets? Oh, they're probably concerned that our local police will be like, you just shit in the street. Like, yeah. I, I can just bust you on like five offenses right here. Throw them in the back of the car and take them to jail. Right. I don't think that's happening. It's not. They don't fear street shitting. It's not what they're trying to do. And it's funny because South Park actually did an episode on this. Yes. They're trying to push the homeless out and move them towards us. And it's it's a, it's, it's a reality that's happening. We are north of San Francisco, by the way. Yeah. We are northeast area of San Francisco. But, it, yeah, if, if you localize it to just Sacramento, they are pushing all the homeless. They are literally putting homeless people on buses and busing them to my town, our town, right? And then our town is basically busing those motherfuckers to another town, you know? Uh, don't give them money. Don't give them anything. They're, change. Like, like, change. I just need some change. <laughs> yeah. California. I just Bill realized my homeless. I, I just realized that my wife was homeless. <laughs> so I had to take care of her. <laughs> I had to take care of her. How'd your wife be homeless? Well, she was she was living in the home, but she was homeless. <laughs> God. Wait, okay, so we just totally segue. We politics segue off of this. Yeah, so. I, I, I Sorry, don't. that's our bad. We do that. And some well, of you are very used to this at this point. As you know, I, I I don't talk politics, right? Right, and, and I I walked away. I, all I did was talk about Gavin Newsom and the and Senate San majority. And, but we taught, but like I'll talk about fucking the homeless problem all day long, as long as I don't have to fucking talk about politics and shit like that. Unless it's interesting. If it's interesting, it's not political. So locally, the one thing I will say, my favorite part about homeless is the stories. That the homeless stories that I have, and without the homeless, I wouldn't have these stories. Um, and one of my particular favorites was it was a very well known thing in um, just above the town um, that Mike lives in, one that I live very close to. And there's this area um, in front of a county building that's a very big open lawn area, <laughs> and we had a ton of homeless that were camping out in it. I think it's because it was considered a public area. Tent city. And yeah, it was basically like a tent city, but it was out in the fucking open. Like, and there was a pretty main road, and it was in front of oh, I don't know, all the fucking county buildings in the town, and there was just ton of homeless. And so you drive past it, and I don't think I lived there at this time or I, I might have or lived close to it anyways but I still drove past it quite a lot because I worked a lot more locally at that time right. I wasn't as all over the state as I am now and so 
we drive past it and I have a friend that lives, a couple of friends that actually live right down the road from me. And so it was a very particular hot portion of the summer and evidently somehow the group of homeless people got hold of a giant blow up pool <laughs> and they put said pool, blew it up and put it out on this lawn and fucking filled it up with, I don't even know how they fucking got the water, but they did. They filled it up and they had a fucking homeless camp pool right on the side of this main artery through town. That's awesome. And all <laughs> it was so Were they diving in it? entertained by this. It was like the talk of Facebook. It was the talk of Twitter. It was the talk of Instagram. It was the talk of everything for a while. And all that our brother and I could think about is What's that water like in there? Because there's no filtration system. Yeah. There's no How chlorine they're using. What's that water like in should, there? Should we they go just, buy they them They drain chlorine? it every day and refill it? Like, what are they doing? So it was like homeless pool party, like right on the side of the road. And and I think that's amazing. Like, that's one of my favorite homeless stories. That and the three-cart garage I saw on the side of the road. I think it was like... Three-cart garage. It was like, it was somewhere in, in like San Francisco-Oakland. It was like in the Oakland area, like right where the BART station is or something yeah. like that. went to pick up a friend and we passed by a homeless like encampment and this person had really gone on all, all out with tarps and cardboard and they even had some plywood leaning up and um there was a tarp overward and there were three shopping carts parked in it and i was like jesus christ that must be a rich hobo they got three carts and my buddy goes that's a three cart garage and i was like yeah he's probably in there watching his direct tv he probably is he probably his, has it he's probably got a satellite on the other side i didn't see on his, his intax blow up bed oh which cart am i taking out today uh, i think i'll take the albertson's cart I'm I'm taking the Walmart cart. I'm Ooh, going. That's a nice one. I'm just going to go. I'm going to try and consume. I'm slumming today. it today. Slumming it today. I'm going to take the Walmart cart. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's a piece of it too. So back to custody. Yeah. Back to custody shit. So they're pushing all that money. So we've, we've, we've managed to go through this. So what we're doing right now is we've been um, engaged in kind of a custody battle. And I don't even want to call it a custody battle because we're not battling for custody. We have or I should say he has, my husband has 50% legal custody and 50% um, joint custody, right, right. you know, or physical custody of the child. What's the difference? I mean, if you have 50% legal custody and 50% joint custody, isn't that 100%? No. It's two different categories. It's like, Heather, you just equaled 100%. Like, how, how, life is 99% I, Patience and five percent work. We're talking about the state, so their math doesn't always be. add so up. So what they do is they look at it as legal body is what can I legally? What are my legal um, controls over right. this child? So making legal decisions, so medical decisions, schooling decisions, um, activities decisions, um, where they live. You know, if the if you don't want them to move out of the county or or whatever, right. you have fifty percent legal custody of them you have 50 percent legal so you can have 50 percent of the legal custody and not have any physical custody because right. maybe you live in another state and you only see them like you know five percent like that but you still have 50 percent you know allegedly you know legal buy-in on what they do so basically what it's saying is like you can't just like fucking up and change all the doctors and decide you're going to go homeopathic medication only if i didn't give my buy-in on it because right. i have 50 because you can't decide to pull them out of public school and put them in a catholic school um because i have 50 percent and i get a say in that okay so, so legal custody legal is custody is that physical custody is you have a 50 percent right to see that child okay so or whatever or talk to him on the phone or talk at to four him on years the old. phone. 
Um, and that really comes in what we call visitation. So you could have 50% physical custody, like you have the right to it, but your visitation is set up however it's set up. And this is for every house is something different. Um, your old standards used to be the dads saw the kid every other weekend or something like that. And right. that's, we all know kids that did that. And they were <laughs> gone for a month during the summer and they were never around on Christmas vacation because they went to go see their dad in another city or whatever. Um, there's, you know, that. There's week on, week off. If there is, you know, um, a 2 2 3 schedule, there's a 2 2 5 schedule, there's all this bullshit of different ways you can do it, however it works out. Three on, five off. For your house. It's whatever it is. Whatever you agree upon, whatever is best for the kid and gives each parent equal parenting time. Okay. I'm doing the air quotes again with my giant fake nails. Equal parenting time. So this this is kind of where it comes into. So we're not actually battling custody. He has those factors. He has custody. He's established parental rights. Um, and that was a battle in itself. Um, I know that his baby mama, again, they were never married, his baby mama will say, you know, because um, I've witnessed this. I'm not just going off here saying this. I've witnessed this is, um, you know, you weren't around in the beginning and you weren't there when I did this and you weren't there when I did that. And a lot of it was because he wasn't allowed. Um, <laughs> she didn't want him there. So what does he do during the pregnancy? Yeah. They're not together. They weren't together. So she, she brings pregnant. up that childish argument. You weren't she here. Went, they weren't together when they found out she was pregnant. Yeah. So well, I was wasn't like, around because I didn't know. Yeah, well, I mean, or you that part where he told, she told him and he came back and he was like, we should make this work because you're pregnant, even though you dumped me. Like, we should make this work. And she was like, yeah, no. In fact, I'm going to give you the out, which, by the way, I will always to this day respect her for giving her him the out because I believe you give everybody the out. Right. So she gave him the out. You don't even have to have anything to do with this. I won't come after you for anything. You just drop your parental rights and walk away. And he went, well, I have, that's I, not how this is going to work. I, I have a, see, my problem with that is that I want it in writing. Mm-hmm. Give it to me in writing. Oh, I'm sure she would have done that. I, I don't, I don't doubt it at all that she would have done that. I think that she would have done that for him. But he was like, nope, that's how, not nope. how it's going to work. I'm going to want to be involved. And it's almost from like the time he said, I want to be involved. She went, well, if that's the case, I'm going to make it as fucking difficult as possible. Yeah. So. Why? They went from, you know, uh, he was in a relationship at the time, not me, that was not really thrilled with the fact that his ex-girlfriend was cabin his kid out. Um, I see her perspective, too, by the way. So he always tries to say how horrible she was. And I'm like, hey, you know, if you think about it, it's a little fucking bunk. And I can understand that she was a little bit leery of that shit. Um, you know, me right now, I don't have a problem with him going out and hanging out at his ex's house. But I already know that ship has sailed. This bitch didn't know that shit. I mean, this... This was all fresh. Kid wasn't even calved out yet, so she don't fucking know. Maybe they would get back together. Pregnancy hormones are strange things. So, like, I don't even care that your dog sheds an entire other dog, and I'm really um, so much of a neat freak. Like, I want you to be here for the baby. You never know. You never know what's going to happen. So Shut up and let me eat my ice cream. (laughs) And then the next day, it's like, hold me. Hold me. I hate you. Get out. Um, Attack him with a knife. So I, I don't know. You. I don't know why. I don't like fries like this. So they. I don't know what what the deal was with that. I mean, everybody can have their own theories on it. Baseline is, is they weren't together. Um, she told him a week after they broke up that she was pregnant. There's different theories on whether or not she already knew. There's differencing theories on whether or not she was just looking to get pregnant. Right. There's different theories on everything. Um, I 100 percent can see where 
maybe after living with him for a while and then maybe she did find out she was pregnant and was like, oh shit, I don't want to be stuck with this guy for the rest of my life. He literally never picks anything up. Um, maybe that's what she and saw she, and she was like, fucking this, had enough. This is, this is bad. This uh, is going to be worse when I have a kid. I get it. And packed his shit and was like, get the fuck out. And then was like, you don't even have to have anything to do with a kid. But it was basically a fight on that. So they did establish that he was the dad. Great. Um, he had to fight for visitation. Uh-huh. He had to fight for overnights. He had to fight for every single hour that he's had with this kid. I've seen the correspondence. I've seen the paperwork. He had to fight tooth and nail to get. And now she comes back with, you know, where were you when I had to work graveyard shifts and stuff? And he's like, you wouldn't let me have overnights. Uh-huh. I couldn't. You never called and said you had a problem covering her at nighttime. I would have figured it out. Um, and he, as we've discussed, is a first responder and has been his entire career to one extent or another. So he has always worked no less than 12-hour shifts. Ugh. So he has worked 12 hours a day to 48 hours. How the fuck? Straight. How the fuck does anybody do that? They I mean, do. I, I dude, I... I I could. I, I have it. a hard enough fucking time getting through. You know what? I can do it if it's a job that I love. I do it a lot. I do 12-hour. I, I want to say 12-hour days are not that big. I, I did a 12-hour day on Monday. So I, I was I started answering emails at 7 a.m. and was in the car, and I got home at about 7.30 p.m. Right. Um, so, I mean, 12-hour days I get. Um, the 48-hour shifts are rough um, for him. Not really for anybody else. But it's not like he had a regular job either where he could be like, yeah, I'll pick her up at four. He's never had that. Right. Um, so their visitation schedule at best was essentially built around the fact that he worked 12-hour days these days. So it wasn't feasible for him to have his daughter. So he had her all of his days off. Okay. So either he was working or he had his daughter. No in between. And it just worked out that those... Those how the days were. He agreed just so he could get the parenting time and the overnights. It wasn't the best uh, workout. It wasn't exactly 50%, but he just took it and he ran with it because he was like, this is better than fighting over getting my kid overnight. Um, so this was actually not too long ago that they came to a lot of those conclusions. Um, now he's got a different job and his schedule's changed. Again, his schedule has changed, but it's changed so that he actually works 48 hours straight. Right. Like there is no I can go pick her up or she's got a fever. I can go over here or, hey, I can go have lunch with her or dinner with her. It's 48 hours straight. We don't see him. OK. So when it comes to that, he said, hey, I've got this new schedule. He warned her way in advance when he applied for the job. He talked to her about it. He said, if it's going to be a problem changing visitation, I won't take it. I'll just continue to be on unemployment. And she was like, she said, no, nope, it's fine. He went forward with the job. He warned her of schedules. Um, as soon as he got information on his schedule, he gave it to her and said, here's what I'm proposing for a schedule. And she said, no. So this is not unheard of because no. when he changed jobs from the first one, when they agreed on, he's changed jobs a couple of times, not necessarily working full time, but he has changed jobs. So <laughs> first he was unemployed, not a big deal. Right. Then he had another job and he worked part time and he only took shifts that worked around his kid's schedule, which wasn't much. Fine. He worked around it. Uh, next job um, he took, he had conflicts with his daughter's schedule. I want to say it was like once every other week. He tried to co-parent and work those schedules out with her mom. She basically said, no, it stays the way it is. We looked at it and said, it's possible you're not going to be here very long, so let's just see what happens. Let's give it some time, and we'll just bite the bullet and deal with it. So I punted. 
I've been the care. I've been the default care for actually both of them. <coughs> when neither one of them could have her, I've been the one that's taking care of her. Okay. So I guess I'm Mary Poppins, <laughs> if you will. So I've kind of been the one doing this. And when, you know, this, when he took this, this newer job on and it was a 48-hour schedule, we immediately, after we found out that she was in no way going to work with us, we had to file paperwork to go to court. Okay. Because it's got to get done. So that's what we've done. And now we are at a point <coughs> where we're coming up on the hearing and we are looking at, you know, her still essentially fighting this and utilizing her daughter as the excuse. And what we're looking at is, let's just say the schedule stays as it is. And, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is we can't have her if, if he's not home. I'm not home when he's not home. Um, I've, I construct it that way. I can't take her, I can't take his daughter to school, I can't take his daughter to drop-offs and still take my kids to where they need to go if I have my children. Right. So it, it, there is no answer to that. Sure. And, but her mother also does not want to take her on extra days either. Her mother has basically said, that's your day, I'm not dealing with her, and you figure it out. That's... <laughs> so that's what we're dealing with, and How this is do why you... we've had to file for custody, and this is why we're going through this custody battle now if she were to have her way let's just say judge is like you know what i side with mom no questions asked schedule stays as it is mom's not going to pick up any extra slack if dad is at work then her father will see her probably average about three days a month i i don't i don't understand Most any months. of that Some shit. Months more how, how how does how does it get to the point where hey i need i need time or whatever let's just yeah. pretend that this day I can't do it, and and she's like, "Well, tough shit. It's your fucking day." That's like, actually I'm, literally no, what she does. That's, no one's going to be home, so well, that's not my problem. That's what she does. Yeah, but Just if she, up, that's but not my problem. What is what's going to happen if she drops the kid off and no one's home? That's child abandonment. Well, and we've actually had those days before where he's told her we can't. You know, I I'm going to be at work, and Heather's going to be out of town, and we did have a weekend like that. You know, Heather can't. Heather has to be out of town. She cannot be here. Right. And we can't get her. And she just said, you know, basically, fine. <laughs> and we actually didn't know. Like, w- the day of, like, we sat there, like, are we either of us going to get a phone call that she's sitting in the parking lot waiting for us <laughs> the, to the, come the... do the custodial exchange? Like, we didn't know. We never got the call, so she could have and just never reached out. I don't know. Maybe she thought we'd pop up. Fuck, I don't I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the fine thing just unnerves me. <laughs> fine. And then, you you know. You come home like twelve hours later, and your fucking kids falling asleep on the front step. Yeah, like, yeah, she was. Yeah, ours would I be probably like wandering down the street, likely like making new tiny yeah. dogs to pet. Who the fuck knows? So, yeah, I mean, it's it is that, and it it is a hundred percent detrimental to the child. I mean, yeah. there is no other way around it. I mean, she knows that her mom is fighting this. She knows that she has times without her dad. Um, I've had her for entire weekends where her dad has been working. Um, since he started this job, mm-hmm. and she will consistently ask me throughout the day, how come daddy's always at work? When is daddy coming home? I mean, it's she's not there to fucking see me. I'd like to say I'm pretty cool. When's I know she calls me mom and stuff, but she's not there to see me. When's daddy coming home? I don't know, kid. Why the fuck are you bothering me? I don't know. What the fuck? Look at it. You're a bastard child anyways. Why yeah. are you even asking? Look, you shut up. You shut up now. You shut your mouth. So, I mean, you know, I've spent a lot of time answering those questions, too, for, you know, daddy's at work, and you're going to hang out with me, and blah, 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 and, you know, it's just, I mean, I shouldn't have to do that. And her mother's theory, and she actually verbalized this from what I understand in mediation, is, um, (coughs) well, that's the daughter's time with that house. And if her father is at work, he needs to figure out alternative care for her. 
And the mediator actually had to tell her, no, it's visitation with her dad, not the house. Yeah. I'm like, who gives a fuck who's at the house? Like, that's not her dad. Like, it's cool and all. We're like extra family, but that's not her dad. That's not her brother, her half brother. It's just, we're fucking extras. I mean, like I said, we're, we make the party, but we're just extras. Yeah, it's, it's... She calls me mom, but I'm fully aware I'm not the mama. There's a whole different category for the mama, and I'm not the mama. How detrimental is this to her? To I mean, Heather and I were talking before the podcast, and there's this great, uh, there's this great um, YouTube channel, I'll have to find it, where there's a, a professor who's talking about pro- programming and how people are programmed. Or you can deprogram, however you want to talk about it. But basically, you learn your how to be who you are in your entire life by the time you're seven years old. And, and it talks about the subconscious and the conscious and how, how, how things are set in motion so that after the age of seven years old, you are who you are. That's, there's, but you can reprogram it, but it has to do with subconscious bullshit. And the, your stepdaughter is, what, four or five years old? Four. So she's learning bad habits from mom, and I don't know what she's learning from dad. But Probably different bad habits. Yeah, and then and then she's also learning habits from you. Like Miss Heather going to pick up all the shit. That's yeah. what she's learning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh. and by the time this kid's, by the time this kid's 18 years old, like hopefully things will be okay by then, but... By the time this kid is 18 years old, I mean, it, it's going to go one of two ways. It's going to go completely fucking southward, and she's going to rebel against everybody, or she's going to turn into fucking uh, Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yeah, I'd be f- perfectly... Actually, she'd probably fit in better if she became a Sheldon in my house, but yeah. that's and, just and, us. You know, I mean, like a, a neat freak weirdo type person. You know, like, there's, there's no middle ground with this child right now. No, and I mean, I think, and not that her mom necessarily probably exudes, like, terrible habits, but I mean, I think just for the fact that, um, you know, she's seeing this, or she has less time with her dad, um, or if she does receive less time with her dad right? Um, from this, I, and that's the thing, is I don't, I don't believe that the court will rule against her dad, um, because I've been to enough court sessions now to know how that kind of rolls. Like even in fa- like even if you go for divorce, by the way, people, depending on the county, you sit. It's almost like they heard you in, and it's like a cattle call. Like, and they just call your case up, and everybody else sits there and watches you <laughs> and argue your most personal bullshit. Watches you break down and yes, ha- have a fucking yes, everything from like accusing the mom of doing drugs to him and his bitch girlfriend. Like, you see it all, yeah. and those people just sit there and they listen. So I've heard a lot of this too as I've sat in divorce various many <laughs> prolific divorce court sessions um your honor my wife's a cunt yeah i'm done i'm done yeah that's <laughs> I, I almost want to say i think i heard that one time so and because i have that kind of look i always got called last so i got to watch just basically the walmart of course case court cases just 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 vomit out in front of me right and it, pretty much what i figured out at this point is that courts get it I mean, it's good and it's bad. So there's, I mean, there's two sides to every Schwartz, right? So 
I mean, it's good that they don't even like look at the mother as like favoring the mother anymore. Right. But it's bad where they go the other way is that they're so convinced that they want to give everybody 50-50, make everybody suffer. That when you really are truly going against that there's a fucking problem in the other house uh-huh. that you have to just like fight up the whole time for it. So it, to me, it is if her mom's going into it really thinking that she's going to be able to waltz in and say, that schedule just doesn't work for me and I don't have any other options. And um, no, I'm just, just my answer is no. Right. I, I think he should be denied his petition because no. Right. Is no. Like, that doesn't work. Like all the courts go out of their way to give each parent, you know, 50% to make it so maybe you're not the victorious one, but you're not the spurned one. Like everybody gets crapped on equally when you go into custody or divorce court. Right. So everybody gets shit on. Um, just pick how you want to be shit on and just, just go with that. Just in fact, raise your hand and tell the judge, make it easy and be like, you know what? I really need this. But if you want to shit on me, shit on me here, right. see what happens. Maybe they'll go for it. So, I mean, they <laughs> always are so pro 50, 50. Like I cannot believe that she's going to walk into court and think that they're going to say, you know what? You're right. Her dad should just totally fuck off when he's at work for 48 hours yeah. and not see his kid. And you're right. She shouldn't have that because you think it's going to be a problem for her. Like, you're right. I'm going to go against this mediator's report, and you should totally keep the schedule just the way it is, yeah. and everybody else be damned. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not a big deal, you know. We'll make sure that when he's not at work, you know, because he was hired specifically because he, they wanted him there. When when we'll just make sure to cancel his 48 hours of on time. Yeah, no, because because it interferes with your schedule, ma'am, and be, it doesn't even interfere interfere because with the her baby's mom. Yeah. Like if she was on shift work like that, like then I can see that there's going to have to be some really interesting weaving of time here. Right. And maybe she would be more understanding. I mean, she does work um, as a first responder. She's a law enforcement officer to a degree. Um, And so she gets it. She works around people like that. I don't understand why she doesn't understand it, Um, but she doesn't work shift work. Because she doesn't care. And she doesn't work 12 hours. Well, yeah, but... It, uh, she works she, she, Monday through Thursday, sometimes Monday through Friday. And she works at a time where she can get off work normally. So so she has banker hours. She has banker's hours, basically, as a law enforcement officer. And she... I don't understand why she doesn't get... Because... It doesn't work that way with everybody. Be, be, it's, not, it's not feasible for her. She doesn't understand outside of her own bubble. She she's literally it sounds like she's literally like when it comes to the daughter and the ex, she literally lives in her own bubble and this is how it's is and this is how it's going to be, regardless of anything else. And <laughs> that's that's all she can focus on. She can't see bigger picture. Literally. He's <clears throat> dead. He died. Her dad died. Well, I'm sorry. These are his days. So yeah. someone's got, that's her days with the house. You guys are going to have to take her. What? What? No, he, he died. Yeah. She, like, this is your kid now. No, I'm sorry. These are his days. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, are you fucking serious right now? It's a literal thing for her. She she thinks that just because the, it's been this way, now I gave him an out, and now he's just going to have to fucking deal with it. That was the original contract, and I'm sticking with the original contract. Maybe. Fuck, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I wasn't there. He hasn't said anything, but I don't think he ever said, "I'm staying in it, and I'm going to put up with whatever you say I have to do." Right. To make it easy for you. But in ma'am. her mind, that's what she heard. I guess maybe. Fuck. Maybe that is the problem. Maybe it stems from that. She needs counseling or some shit because that ain't going to work. Yeah. I mean, it's even like it's dumb shit. Like, hey, um, we've got such and such going on. Can we have our extra? No. 
hey, she's got family in town. Can we have her a little bit extra so she can see her aunt? Those, no, those are my days. Okay, well, um, we have this going on and we can't have her. Can we swap days with you or maybe like do an exchange earlier? No. Those are my days. Yeah, no. Those are my Those hours. are the times. Those what? are the times. Like, I don't even know how much I, I adjust my schedule with my kids. My kids are, all, like, I never fucking know half the time. Like, am I going to end up with a kid? I'm not supposed to have them, but who the fuck knows? They could pop up any time. I got a phone call two days in advance of my youngest dad's knee surgery. And he said, I'm having knee surgery in two days. They just scheduled me, and I can't have them for a week. Guess what? We're figuring it out. And if I had had meetings or something like that, I probably could have dumped the kid off and been like, call 911 if something happens, son. Um, you know, like we could have done something like that. But, like, I don't know. I mean, we made it work because what else are you going to do? It's knee surgery. Those were my days. So those were his days. But he's got knee surgery. Right. If I have to go out of town for work, I call the daddies and I say, I have to go down to town for work. What do you want to do? And we figure it out. And we figure out what's best for the kid. And if it was best for the kid not to do XX and X, that's what we do. You're looking, you, you uh, seem intrigued by something. I don't know what you're doing. I'm intrigued by the fact that you said when you were talking to her, no, those are my days. No, those are my hours. Which is, I don't want to say obsessive compulsive, but it's, it's uh, and I can't think of a term, I can't because, think of the term is it, for is it. it. Is it cop syndrome? Yeah, but it's... Um, and, and this is no dig, by the way, on my buddies that are in law enforcement, because I have quite a few of yeah. them. And honestly, none of them that I know of, in fact, many of them that share custody with others have this problem. In fact, a lot of them that are in law enforcement have some of the best working relationships with their exes. Because of their line of work. The ex works with them so much. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't think of the term, but it's basically, I can't deal with anything outside of these parameters, right? And it's not obsessive compulsive, but it's it's almost, it's like a borderline type of thing. Like an Asperger's? It, it may be, but she, I mean, she, she said to you, no, you can't have her because those are my hours. Those are my days. Which is, I mean, it's it's a period of time. It's like she's almost, um, she has no creativity in her. She's all she's all logical. There it is. She's she's and all she does is think on or try to try to think on think on logic. Meaning these are my times. So therefore, at exactly five, I guarantee you. Like if Rowan is not ready to go at five o'clock and she's there at four fifty nine, she's probably pissed off. Yeah. And if Rowan is if if um, the ex mm-hmm. is at her place picking Rowan up and Rowan's not ready at five o'clock, she's kind of pissed but doesn't care because it has to do with the ex. I know I said the, the name of the girl, but yeah. <laughs> but um, what it comes down to is. As long as it doesn't interfere with her schedule, she doesn't give a shit. Right. So if the girl is taking her time getting ready to go with the dad, everything's copacetic. But if it's my time or my days and then I have to give up one fucking minute of it or I have to I have to make plans because he has to work and now it's now it goes against everything that I I've been dealing with, you know, on these days. I have an amazing it's story. It's my fucking it's it's your problem, not mine. That I don't I don't think about this story that much, <laughs> but it was it was very um entertaining for my husband. So we were gonna go 
out to dinner. It was like a little family celebration dinner, and it was a night that we were going to exchange his daughter. And usually the exchange time happens at 6 p.m. So we were going to go out to eat, and they ended up, we couldn't get a table, or I don't fucking remember something like that for a certain time. And he had texted her as we were making these reservations and said, hey, can you meet a little bit later? Because out to dinner. And she said, no. We knew what was going to happen. Can you, can you meet a little bit later? We're going to do this and this. We're going to dinner. The answer was no. That doesn't work for me. Okay, fine. Um, can you meet us at our pickup time, but instead of going to X location that we normally go, can you meet us at the spaghetti factory? <laughs> you know, can you meet us at the ye old spaghetti factory? Right. Right. It's, it's, it's actually a, basically like a, 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 maybe like a mild difference for the mom from where she's coming from. And she wrote back, yes, that's fine. Okay. So we're meeting at six o'clock and it's going to be ye old spaghetti factory. Yep. Awesome. Dope. So we go to ye old spaghetti factory. Dope. And we're sitting down and we order and we're waiting on our food. And my husband gets a text message that says at like, I want to say it was like 520 at night. And it said, I'm here. Bring her out front. And he looks at it and he looks at me and I read it and I'm looking at him. I'm like, what is she talking about? Like, and I look at my clock to see if I'm fucked up. I'm like, it's not six. Like, and so he goes, you're out front of the restaurant right now? And she said, yes. And he's like, okay, well, we said six o'clock. And she wrote back and said, so you're really going to make me wait? It's not my fault there wasn't any traffic. <sighs> Send. Like, that's how it came through. And we're both looking at her like, are you kidding me? So he wrote, she hasn't gotten her food yet. After she gets her food and eats, we'll be out. Unless it becomes six o'clock. Sooner than that, then we'll come out then. No response. So we did. We, like, waited. And, you know, she's, like, four years old. So she doesn't really eat a whole t- buttload anyway. She <laughs> kind of fiddle fucks around with her food. So as soon as we got it, we asked for a box and let her eat a little bit. And I think he walked her out at, like, you know, 545 or something like that. So we sit there for, like, 20-odd minutes. Yeah. Like, just, like, well, the fuck is she, she going to come into the restaurant? Is she going to, like, start blowing up the phone? Like, what are we going to do here? And he took her out. And she started fighting with him on it and he just said have a nice night and like walked away um <laughs> you know because she wanted to fight in the parking lot about it i guess and he was just like okay dope bye and his older son walked out with him too so she was trying to do it in front of both of the kids because she was pissed and and you know we couldn't engage it with her and it's almost like you can't even actually have a reasonable conversation with that person when they 100 percent don't understand that we said six but just because she didn't run into traffic and she got there at 520 I want to say it was 520. It was probably, it could have been like 530. So, I mean, don't hold me exact on those times. I don't have them in front of me, but um, it wasn't, it wasn't her fault. She didn't have traffic. She got there sooner. So we should just abandon all plans. Right. And walk outside because she's there. It's like, what? Like that's, no, we said six. And he even wrote to her. He's like, we specifically made these reservations based on the fact that you said you would meet us at six here. Like we had plenty of time to eat and do what we need to do and to be outside at six. Like, you agreed to that. We made it based on that, not whether or not you'd run into traffic. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter anything else that was agreed upon because that's when she was there. Yeah, it's the lack of empathy. So I'm looking up the psychological effects of <coughs> basically empathy, she's a, Empathy, put yourself in the place of me. She's um she's a selfish bitch. Well, I mean, let me throw <coughs> that around casually. But, I mean, are you, like, diagnosing this or is it like... I'm I, okay. So you're scrolling through selfish on on the lack of ways. empathy has been seen as one of the roots of selfishness, succeeding as far as cold manipulation of the psychopath, not necessarily I mean, I her. I, psychopath seems bad. I mean, <coughs> like honestly, I I aside from that stuff, like I could I got along okay with her. Like I could have a 
a decent conversation with her. Like, you know, she got humor, like that kind of stuff. It was just when it came to, you know, or if it was a day that she had the child and we went, you know, hey, if you're going to be around, I can pick her up whenever if it's easier for you. And she would be like, okay, can you meet at four instead of six? Yeah, I can do that. You know, there were a couple of those, but it was never like, hey, can you meet earlier and take her off our hands? Right. It's almost like she didn't even want her extra now. Right. Which is so weird because she fought so hard for uh, my husband not to see the child at all. So now she doesn't even want her any extra. And I, my, at first, when this started happening, when I came around, the kid was like three. She was like two and a half, three or something like that. And I said, well, that's probably because three-year-olds are assholes and nobody wants to be around them. So I'm not surprised she's taking her home at all. Like, I'm surprised you don't show up to, like, pass her off and nobody comes to get her. Like, that's, I get that. Like, she just doesn't want her. But I can't imagine a time where I would just consistently tell my children's dads that, no, I don't want them. Like, fuck you. Figure it out. She knows, she knows my husband doesn't have any family here. She knows that he doesn't have any recourse on that. It's not like there's a grandma's house we can just dump her at if need be. That doesn't exist. Okay. So, Well, here's a test. So oh. we're going to do this. <clears throat> Seven <clears throat> traits of selfish people. Okay. They I do need. not show weakness or vulnerability. I need, I need this both for me and for the baby. I need. We're taking a quiz, people, and I need a pen. Okay, so how am I supposed to... Just a yes or a no. Yes or Okay. Do you show weakness or vulnerability? I'm going to make a feather and I'm going to make a category. Not for bowel movement, but for baby mama. Baby mama. Okay, show weakness or vulnerability. Right. Um, she, I, average, most people would probably say no. It's only the people closest to me that would say yes. Right, but well, anyways, just Okay, go. I'm going to say no. All right, number two, they don't accept constructive criticism. Um, constructive criticism. Yeah, I take but for giving it to me just to be an ass. They believe everything. They believe they deserve everything. Her, I don't know. Does she believe she deserves everything? Well, change them and demand each time that they are valued and recognized that they had a long history pursuing their goal. Right. Okay. So we could say that they continuously change. Selfish people are characterized by the inconsistency when pursuing their goals. I don't know if she you actually may not has know. that, but she thinks. I mean, if you think that she believes she deserves to have like a whole bunch of child support. My husband to pay half of everything but have <clears throat> no say in it and no time in it. So, yeah, I'm going to say yes. They do not listen to those who do not agree with them. Just don't. Yeah, they, I'm the same way. Don't drown it in. They criticize others behind their backs. I try not to. I try. But I do. I criticize people no matter what. Front of their back, back of the backs. I... It, Around. I, look, if I know you, I'll criticize you in front of your face. Oh, I, I, I mean, most of the time when I gonna... criticize people behind their backs, it's because they're just not available right. for me to criticize to them. But face. I'll do it to your face. Yeah. So. <laughs> but uh, she doesn't. I can guarantee you she doesn't. Uh, they exaggerate their achievements. I don't. In fact, I usually put my down. Uh, I usually lessen my shit. I, uh, I, saw, I have an ego about that stuff. So. Nine times out of ten when you guys hear me talk big shit, it's because I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. They are scared of taking risks. Except for the golden pussy. That's actually true. Yes. They're scared of taking risks. Panic, terror. Selfish people don't consider failure because they never expose themselves to it. I don't know about her. I'm, I'm scared. As, I figure no matter how I end up, I'm good. Look at the fucking family you're in. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's gotta, there you we, go. we take a lot of fucking risks. All right. Like, so, that's legit. So that's the seven, deadly. the seven deadly traits of selfish people. So, so she meets all of them except for like the ones I don't know about. Like, right. I don't know about her taking risks. I don't know. Well, right. she's a cop. Well, I, I mean, she's in law enforcement. I can't say she's yeah. a cop. Um, but 
law enforcement. They, they take risks. They have to take risks. Law enforcement's selfish. They're all selfish pricks. I mean, they are. in a good way or in a bad way. They're doing it because they believe in it, you know? Whether yeah. it's whether it's good or bad, it doesn't matter. They're doing it because they believe in it, right? Um, most of them are fucking dicks. Even the ones I like are dicks. Yeah, even even our even our favorite ones. Yeah. And they're that way on purpose because they have to be closed off. So every one of those guys, well, most of those guys, I would say good fucking 87%, which is a made-up number, but still... <laughs> A good 87% of law enforcement officers are selfish pricks because they have to be. They have to be. They have to be. I mean, be, look what they have, they have to, to fucking deal with. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so, I mean, I, I get that, yes, but I know so many of them that actually co-parent well. and Yeah, but that's because they get it. other relationships well. She doesn't get it. I mean, I'm, I'm talking I'm about... I'm guessing that her current marriage... I mean, she's married. She's gotten married over the last year. I think she's just been married like a year or something like that. Right. So she's married. So, I mean, obviously there's some sort of compromising dealing with relationship. Maybe he's a submissive. And they, oh, I don't see that. <laughs> I don't see that with him. Oh, uh, you met the significant other? I have other? met him. I have. I have. Is he, is he like, is he like. Uh, we have exchanged words. Is he like your husband? My current husband? Yes. No. Okay. No, you can tell he's very type A. Okay, very so very rigid, very exact. Okay, very. He's very, an engineer. Very. He looks like he could be an engineer. Does he wear? Actually. Does he wear? Uh, he's a cop too. A button-up shirt with cut-off sleeves. No, but he probably could. Sleeves? He's he's actually in law enforcement too. Uh, um, but if if I just saw him on the street and you told me that guy's an engineer, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, marine. Oh, I don't know if he was a marine. He kind of looks too pussy to be a marine. He, but he does shave his head. Either that or he's super bald, but he didn't grow a goatee. He didn't learn the the shave your head and grow a badass goatee. Yeah, a, a lot of I just have to fix mine. <laughs> shave your head, grow a badass goatee. Now you don't look like a pussy. Nah, I got this going on. Um, I know, I know, we both know a lot of military marines and stuff like that. Yes. Most of those guys are fucking knuckleheads. They're not straight laced. You know, stand up straight unless they're you know. Yeah, no, and, and like one of my, I've got a couple. Of yes, really, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I've got a couple of favorite Marines, and they're some of my favorite people, man. They're hilarious. They are fun. Like I said, I'm saying knuckleheads in a good yeah. way. Like uh, a family friend of ours that went to high school with, with my sister-in-law. Yeah. He's a complete fucking knucklehead, and uh, I love him to death. I haven't, I haven't seen him. I haven't talked to him in ages, but, um and most of the other cats that I know of, even even army, most of, most of the military guys are all fucking great. But it was like, but it's you like, have you have those real fucking stringent, rigid motherfuckers that there are there is that you you got to toe the line or get the fuck out. And uh, my my a good friend's father was like that. And maybe he's one of those. Like I I don't know. I actually haven't dug too deep <laughs> into it. I'm guessing he was in the service at some point. Is but. he true alpha or trying to be alpha? <laughs> my um, my vibe impression from him is he's trying to be alpha. Okay, he he looks like the type of dude that people probably picked on a lot. Right, I'm just guessing. Yeah. that's uh, and and I think now he's in a position to exude authority, and he's trying really hard to do that. I don't know what their home life's like. Like I've actually thought about that. Like after I really had interactions with him, I'm like, I wonder what that house is like. What is, what are their arguments like at home? It's like th- all they do is have missionary sex and uh, maybe 
and drink fucking uh, spritzers. Spritzers, <laughs> lots of spritzers. <laughs> Bartles so and James. Many spritzers. <laughs> like I don't know. We'll like, and I'm over here on. lighting up sugar cubes over absinthe. Like I don't know what that's like in that house. Yeah, but oh, I'm sure if you talk to the to the husband, your your husband, yeah, he'll let you in on what she's like. And then you'll be like, I, okay, now I totally I get it. I get it. And I'm telling you, like, it, everything is like, she has no fucking creativity. So, like, and sex is just feel missionary. Like, I feel like I'm not a creative person, but I guess I am. I just am a bad artist, maybe. Um, I feel like I'm the person that's, like, very logic and rigid. And when I, I guess when I run into people that are very much like that, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm not, I'm not that bad. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I logic and rigid like in some things, but I could give a shit less when I'm doing other things. You know, like when it comes, like when we're doing this, like and Joe's across from me, and if he's not doing it the way I want it to be done, I get fucking pissed. Like you're doing all the same shit that Joe does, and it's not annoying me at all. So I feel really bad now <laughs> for yelling at what, Joe. What have I done? You've left your phone on the table, and it buzzes. Oh, it, oh god, it really bugs. Up. Sorry, Joe. I left my phone on the table. That's a pet peeve of mine. It's plugged in. But I've, 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 I purposely let it go because I didn't want to deal with it, you know? <laughs> I was like, it's like... You know what it is? It's like, he didn't want to have this fight with me because I'm just as awful to fight with. Yeah. And here's the other thing that I don't get is these people take me to task on this shit, like this custody battle that we're going with and stuff. And, and it's like, I get that they're taking my husband to task. And uh-huh. He's a doof 90% of the time. Like, right. I get that. Super smart when you when you actually get past all that. Like he's super super smart, but he's actually a, a, a complete doof the rest of the time. Oh yeah, but but that's him. It's like they know enough about me. Like why are you testing me? Right. Like I know this stuff. Like I I, I can live and breathe it. Like I can do forms. I can do law. I can do case law. I can quote it. I know. <laughs> how long you have to file your responses. Like, I, I have all this information. Like, I could fight it. I could I could do all that. So why are you taking me to task on this? It's been doing this for years. Because partially, you're a female. That's yeah, part of why, it. But it's other bitches. Because you're more confident than everybody else that you're dealing it's with. It's a big dick energy. Big dick energy, which we didn't get to talk about. We didn't get to talk about that. We're going to have to do that in another one. But big dick energy. By the way, which Mike says is a bunch of crap. It is. It's garbage. Loud and boisterous energy emitted by someone who has a colossal dick and doesn't have to tell anyone about it. That's me. That's not what big dick energy is, but... Uh, that's me. That's exuding confidence It's about not just having... having a big dick. It's that confidence level. Yeah. I don't need a energy. big dick because... And I Pete, Dav- Pete Davidson does not have big dick energy. I don't agree with that. I don't think he has... Because she fucking walked away from that guy. Yeah. And well, maybe he's just that fucked up that like she finally had to be like the dick's not worth it. Well, they're both fucked up, but here, look. The cut is this about circumcision? No, I was I was gonna look up Pete Davidson. It's about circumcision. <laughs> the cut. That's uh, Jesus. I like how he's looking up Pete Davidson and it comes up with PetSmart. Yeah, PetSmart. Now here's Pete Davidson. Kay. He's kind of scrawny, you know. It's always the wiry ones that have the big dicks. And then there's his hair, and then there's he's, his hair okay, again. I'm just gonna that's say him normal, right? Now. right? I'm just going to say this out loud right now. Pete Davidson is ugly as fuck. He's a fucking tool. Look at his hair. Like, come on. If You're not even... Look, see, that's look at good. his mouth. That's what gets me. Yeah, he's got... He's got a giant fish mouth. He's got fucking uh, Steven Tyler mouth. 
He does have Steven Tyler mouth. But if you without look, the lips, if you look at the okay, so we're looking at a picture of him wearing a suit. Okay, looks nice. He's a, he's good looking guy, and then then he now he looks like Eminem. Yeah, like and now <laughs> now he looks like a dyke. Yeah, in this picture over here. Yeah, and and then now he's got gray hair. Hey, hey, hey. And Not that there's anything wrong with that. Well, no, that's fake gray hair. Yeah. And then he's got he's got his. Ugh. This guy is all over the place. So, um, he ain't got no big dick energy. You want to know who got big dick energy? Eminem. Eminem does have big. Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson energy. He does. No, he doesn't. Yeah. He looks like the kind of guy like this. What he exudes now, I do not know the man personally. Let's just say that right there. I don't hang out with Keenan. Keenan Thompson is not my hangout guy. Um. I just get the vision that he'd be the kind of guy that like came in his pants if you rubbed up against him enough. Probably, but he's still got big dick energy. He's he's just a guy. He's like he, he doesn't care about how goofy he is or anything else like that. He's he's having a good fucking time. You right, know but that isn't necessarily big. Like Chris Farley didn't have big dick energy. Uh yeah, he did. No, he didn't. He yeah, didn't. he didn't get the ladies. He got. Oh fuck yes, he did. He, did say, he got a lot. Have of you seen Have you seen the documentary? Yeah. Have you seen the documentary about him that his brother did? I think so. Yeah. Tell me he didn't. Th- that dude has so much fucking big and, dick energy. And, and he would just go on stage and fucking tear it up and then... It doesn't mean you get laid. Big dick energy. No, no. I'm not. That's not what I'm talking about. He. And you got to look up women big dick energy. Woman big dick energy? Or women... No, no, I think I nine got. times out of ten, it's going to come up. Look up images. This Usually is going to be a fucking bunch of women with big dick. No, no, no. It's not going to come up. Why, why are we getting fucking Ariana Grande and Pete well, Davidson? I think he looks like a lesbian. Yeah. See, you brought up lesbian, now fucked up everything. An incomplete list I'm of women who possess. I'm really screwing with my FBI agent. What is big dick energy? So my group of alphas and I were talking about this because we're always trying to figure out, like, what's the difference with us and other people? Like, where how people treat us and and how we do stuff and how we boss shit up and why us. Like, one looks like he could be a model. Like, we totally, we're down with that. Like, the other one, I mean, the rest of us just came from, like, and we all came from, like, massive white trash roots and stuff like that. And we're like, we just don't get it. And so when I heard this big dick energy thing, I'm like, I think that's what it is. Like, it's big dick energy. Um, it's because almost like you don't have to prove yourself type thing. Um so, and, and we kind of, like, tapped into this. Of course, I, you know, I sent something out about big dick energy, and one of them sent back a picture to us of him sitting on the toilet and said he's got big shit energy, which is not what I meant. That sounds it's not like what I meant. I don't think Princess Diana had big dick energy. That's on the list. It, Pink, I think, might have big dick energy. She does. Uh, Sandra Bullock, right here. Sandra Bullock, in fact, most of the Ocean's 8 cast, in my opinion. No. No. If you are, if you're named Aquafina. <coughs> You don't have big dick energy. You know why? Why? Because you named yourself after bottled fucking water. You know who has big dick energy? Betty White. Yeah. Um, um, Everything I ever looked up said Rihanna. Fuck her. And she, I don't know she, why that's big dick energy. She doesn't have big dick energy because she puts herself into abusive relationships. And that's... Uh, yes. it, it's true. Unless she's got it now. I don't know if she's in a second abusive relationship. No, she's... Every relationship she's been in has been almost abusive, whether it's mental or physical. She... she Because she... That's her energy. I would like to note on here that this list that we looked up said, an impartial list and a person list on here, it says, the woman who owns the bakery I go to every morning to get coffee from who remembers my order but refuses to remember my name. That is big dick energy. And that is me. I will remember when I'm making drinks, when I'm bartending, 
I won't remember someone's drink order. I have no fucking clue who they are. Uh, hold on a second. Who was the girl in fucking Breakfast with Tiffany? Audrey Hepburn. Thank you. There. Her. She does. She did have big dick energy. Goddamn. And in that movie, she did, too. So. She was like a whore, and she didn't even care. I mean. <sighs> you don't have to have a big dick to have big dick energy, is what I'm getting at. But that's what it is. Yeah. And what it comes down to is the whole, it, it's it's attitude. You don't, if you, if you know what you're doing, you have the confidence to do it, then who cares? That's what big dick energy is. Just have the confidence to do something. And I like, think that's probably what a lot of it is. Like, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a, people, they gravitate. Yeah. So if you, you know, Mark had it. Mark had yeah. it. Droves. So, and it's, I, I have it when, once in a while, but I don't know how to tap into it all the time. Mm. It's fucking weird. Like, we went from custody to tapping into our big dick energy. Yeah. And, well, it, it actually all works together because she, the baby the mama. Ex, yeah. And, well, we were talking about ego and stuff like that. Yeah. But baby mama and her husband try to have big dick energy. Mm-hmm. You know, they try to be alpha or whatever. And we've talked about alpha and, and beta and whatever else. But they're not. But everybody seems to tell them or, or somebody is telling them or whispering in their ear that they are, you know. And it doesn't work that way. You can't just be alpha, you know. Alpha is not, it's not inherited. It, I, no. it, it's kind of a learned thing, but it's, it's also just who you are. It's a person that will take charge of a situation. It's a person that, that knows what to do and doesn't have to be loud and boisterous and whatever. That's not alpha, you know. If, the, uh, if you watch, like, NCIS, Mark Harmon's character. Yeah. Mark Harmon. <laughs> That's he in the car? Yeah. Mark Harmon's driving in the car with a fucking hobba. Um, That's what I mean by, by alpha male. Now, there is another character... Um, uh, Tony Donozo, and he was the second, and he acted like the alpha. And when he acted like the alpha, you could tell he was trying to, trying to be alpha. And then when he was being himself, like his um, number two from Austin Powers played mm-hmm. his dad. It was fucking great. But so when when Tony is being himself and dealing with real situations and and whatever, that's when the alpha came out, and he's no longer pretending. And people are are listening to him and, and pulling with him, and that's that's the difference between real alpha and fake alpha. The people that are loud and want to be and are trying to show off, fuck them, you know. And and the people that don't have to be loud and boisterous, and they just sit back and let things happen. And then if they need to take control, they'll take control. Those are the real alphas. Those are the real people that know what's going on. In your case. And to answer your question about why people do what they do when you have all this stuff is because you have it together. So they have to question you. They have to say, hey, you have all the answers, so I'm going to try and fuck you up, you know. So everybody just likes getting their dick slapped? Yeah. It just doesn't seem like they should. Yeah. They're they're into the fetishes. Yeah. (laughs) They want to get their dick slapped. Yeah. And and that's, and and it's because you are. You are stepping over that line. You're invading their territory. Mm-hmm. You know, this is my protected territory. Who the fuck are you to come into my territory and tell me what to do? And then there's me that walks through everything. Like, I own this fucking town. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, and then they're going to get pissed off at you regardless because you know what you're doing. 
And it had it, it, if you sit back and watch what is going on, like if you could third person yourself in any meeting that you go to from, and you're going to start doing this in meetings that you go to and dealing with these fake alpha people, you're going to notice how many of them don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's 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 amazing. Actually. Yeah, and and the ones that do know what they're doing, they just sit back and watch the entire thing get chaotic, and then they leave, and then they take they take whatever they need to do and control that whole situation, and then they start cutting these people out and start putting in people that can't. You'll start noticing that, not necessarily in in your case because that seems to be that they don't give a shit about taking out the people that don't know what they're doing right. and, in fact, putting more people in to cover For those that don't know what they're don't doing. don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. But in real situations, that's what they do. They, they take stock of the situation and say, hey, this is how it is, you know, and now I've got to fix that, and this is how it's got to be done. And that's why, that's why people have this perception of Alpha as being the take charge, big you know, strapping young lad that's coming in like, you know, like the fucking Marines. Right. And going, hey, I'm right here. I'm going to take care of everything. Yeah. And they don't do that. They sit back and and watch everything that's going on. And then they go, I can fix this. Right. I'm the fixer. Right. Well, I'm going to have to sort of this situation. So that is is what we deal with in custody. And that is, so you guys know too, um, that it's a situation where if you guys aren't putting the kid first, if you guys are looking around and you're taking that out, on an ex for resentment or for money. You're not doing your kid any service. And if it's in that moldable first seven years, you guys are really fucking shit up. And then after they're like seven or eight, they can kind of actually tell you whether what they want to do and be. And if they aren't feeling manipulated by you, they will let you know. Right. In no uncertain terms. So he's looking up putting your kid in the middle and it came up with putting your kid in modeling, which is not exactly what I had in mind. I don't see the modeling. But, I mean, a lot of times you do. And sometimes there might be something cool going on at another parent's house on a holiday you have scheduled. And it's your holiday. But the other parent has family in town and shit going on. Guess what? You put the kid first and what's going to be better for the kid? Yeah. And you suck it up. And then how do you how do you deal with, if you are resentful from another person coming in, um, and I've written quite a bit about this on my personal stuff, um, dealing with a new parent in your kid's life and, um, a lot of that again is just the control or the thinking you're going to be replaced, which is not possible in any sense of the word. You could walk, especially as a mom, dude. You could walk away from your kid, like straight up, just like f you, double middle finger, walk away from them. Somebody else could raise them their whole lives, and they will still hold you in a place of almost like a pedestal, even if you treated them like shit. And you could waltz back into their life years later, and they will still give you priority over anybody else. Yeah, uh, I mean, it. You don't have to. You don't have to worry about other people coming in. They're still gonna love you the same that they love. It never hurts to have an extra person looking out for your kid. Now, if that other person is a piece of shit, that's something else. Yeah. But yeah, that, and that doesn't help anything whatsoever. I mean, I'm not talking from experience, but I mean dealing with uh, toxic people and and whatnot. Um, I I just can't stand to be around them. You know. Uh, I don't know anybody that's like, you know what I like to do? Be around toxic people. Yeah. And, but You know what I enjoy? Toxic people. But we inadvertently surround ourselves with those toxic people, and we have to recognize that situation um, and, and do our best to... Rid ourselves. Of yeah, walk away from a situation if we have to. And 
and it, you know, it's it's happened with me. It's happened with with people that I've I know. You know, I mean, personally, it happened to me with a with a friend, and 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 I accept that. I accept it because maybe I was being toxic, and that's fine. You know, I, maybe I didn't recognize what was going on. I always wonder to how many people am I toxic? Yeah, and and it's possible. I don't have to be an actual toxic person to be toxic to someone else. Yeah, and it it may have been you know with the events of everything that was been going on this year and whatnot, and I just didn't recognize shit that's going on. You know, I firmly blame myself, and that's that's what it is. And and once once you've accepted that type of thing, you're like, okay, I can I can deal with this, you know, and 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 move forward with with whatever you're going on, and and you still keep yourself away from that situation because no matter what. No matter what you say, what you do, it's never going to fix that situation, you know, and, and that's, that's that. But if you recognize that maybe you were, you were the one that was being the problem, mm-hmm. it's easier to start fucking dealing with that shit. Right. And in this situation that you're dealing with, she is. She, the, the baby's mama is, seems to be severely toxic dealing with the baby's daddy. Right. You know, that, that relationship is toxic. For some Their person, who the relationship outside of it with you know her and her new husband, you don't know. I don't know. And hopefully it's not. Um, it, I mean the 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 girl and you know the, the kid. Uh, you would know. You would absolutely know uh, if if that situation were toxic because she would come home and say something and it'd be it'd be completely off the charts of stuff that she would be saying. Yeah, I hope because I hope they're so did. observant. They're sponges. They really are. And, and she would and come kids home. Know. Kids know if you're not happy. Kids know if you're fighting. Kids know if you're faking. Kids know all of that. I mean, they pick up on it so quick. So to yeah. say that, you know, you're staying together for the kids or, you know, you're talking shit about your ex and you figure that your kid won't notice it or you're treating your ex like shit or you're battling with your ex. Your kids figure all that and out. And the kids will fucking repeat it, too. Yeah, they will. Like, you're never going to believe what I heard. Dad called mom a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> totally, I don't know what I don't know what that is. They totally will. And it's so hard because like we try to have conversations and we have to be so careful how we talk about it and what we say and yeah. that we don't say it in front of the kids and um which means that we basically have no time to talk about this shit because we always have a fucking child next to us. Right. So unless it's the teenager who already has like his own formed opinions about this child's mother, um, uh, he's a good judge of character, so he well. Well, it depends on which one you're talking about. If it's, it's yours eldest, or the other one, the eldest, the eldest child. He um, and he's a very protective person, anyways, especially of little kids. And so, right, um, you know, stuff will happen, and she'll come to our house, and she's got poison oak. Which to me, I grew up, and I ended up with a buttload of poison oak. So to me, I'm just like, okay, I'm used to poison oak. Yeah, my oldest grew up around poison oak too. And being around all that, and he, what he comes out from is, why wasn't her mother more prepared? Why is her mother letting her play in poison oak areas? You never would have done that. You would have known what it looked like. You wouldn't have let me play with that. Right. How come her mom is letting her get into that? And he is pissed that his little stepsister at four years old has poison oak. Right. And He's 
pissed. And he doesn't understand that maybe she was at a play date and got into it. He, or she something, wasn't. It was. You know? It was at her. It was at her mom's house. But <laughs> I mean, he is pissed about that. So he's more pissed about it than I am. And I'm. And I'm. I'm rationing with the teenager going. Right. I mean, maybe she didn't know. You know, sometimes poison oak gets on stuff. Just you know, what you, I did, right? You pick things up, right? And then he's like, no. Yeah. And you know, even maybe it was on the toilet paper. Right. Who knows? I mean, all the way down to like, why is her mother dressing her in that crappy clothes? Her mom's not prepared. Why doesn't she have a spare outfit? Her mom's you know? not prepared. Her mom's not prepared. Her mom's not looking out for her. her mom's. That's his theories. Like him. her mom's not prepared. Her mom's not looking out for her. Her mom's not paying attention. Um, he's got all these theories in his head, you know, of why, you know, it's just not good. And he may be right. He might, he might be right. I mean, he's known to be right, oddly enough, but yeah, he's, he gets super pissed about it. It's funny. And I'm the one going, no, it's, let's just, it's okay. Yeah. You don't know <laughs> what happened. It's cute. I'm trying to defend it's the cutie mom. It's how, cute how, how defensive he gets. I'm trying to defend the mom, you know, because. Like, well, you're so adorable you getting angry. You up with weird shit too, son. You just don't remember it. Like, yeah. I'm a bad mom. Mom too. Yeah. Um, you got the gout. What? <laughs> you don't remember that? You don't remember when you got the gout? Yeah, you got the gout now. You don't, you don't remember when I used to lock you outside <laughs> in the dark and the cold to punish you? No, what? You don't? No, of course I never did that. You don't remember 30 <laughs> days in the hole? You don't remember 30 days in the hole? You don't remember when I gave you that bag of snakes to play with? <laughs> um, you know, there's just all those sorts of things that happen. So, I mean, yeah. it's, I think at this point, like I, like you said, I think it's, it's the toxic relationship with that. I don't know what the connection is with it, but uh, people are going to do this. They are going to fight it. So if you guys, if you're listening to this and you have questions on that, again, um, this is me shitting on your dreams too. So if you have a question and you want to know what you think a court's going to do, um, I'll be happy <coughs> to, um, shit on everything for you. Yeah. We'll answer those questions. Well, she'll answer those questions. I'll just provide the, uh. The, the bullshit. backup observations yeah. for that. I'll I'll I'll, I'll provide the uh, the nonsensical bullshit. <laughs> right. So you know what the you, fuck is he talking about? He doesn't know anything. When you when you guys listen to the stuff and you just think all we do is like online date and like bone people all the time, like just know we fight the other shit too. And I have seen more than my fair share of custody crap and divorce crap. So. Um, yeah, it's it's been interesting. So if you're if you're a person out there and you're thinking you're gonna get a hundred percent of what you want, just let me um, fuck your world up and let you know that that ain't gonna fucking happen. You're gonna have to share. Yeah, there you go. Get used to it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. Boom. I'm out of weird Mic anecdotes. Drop. There we go. Mic drop. That's all I got. Let's fucking close this up. Let's do this. I'm getting tired. I gotta take a piss. All right. That's all I got. All right. So we can't do cocktails out because we don't have Joe here. So fuck off. All right. Fuck off then. <laughs>